months or so, I have been thinking, or I should say the Lord is dropping a thought in my head, and the thought is, you are entering a new phase. You are entering a new stage. And so I was saying, oh, okay, it's not even like it's a new season. No, it's a new stage. Everything is going to be different. Everything is going to be new. Different. You haven't walked this path before. So you need to be ready. So you need to prepare. And the Lord is with us. So it is actually very exciting. And I want to present you this thought uh, with a very exciting, can I say, tone. Because it is very exciting. Okay? But we're going to discover this together. And thank God we have more time. Second service now. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Jacob. Jacob. This is a great man in the Bible. God used him and God loved him so much. And Jacob had different stages. There were different things he needed to move from one place to the other, from one place to the other. And every time he was changed, every time he was renewed, every time he was transformed. But most importantly, importantly every time he knew more Of who his God was. And that's the same journey we are in, right? We are growing up together. We are in different phases, yes. Our journeys are different, yes. But we are getting to know the same God. We are getting to know the same grace. We are getting to know the same love. We are getting to know the same power. Hallelujah for that. But we need to be aware that, yes... In order to reach the other side, in order to come to this other place, there are fears we will have to face. There will be challenges in there, like a big rock in front of the road. And you go, (laughs) right? What am I going to do now with this rock in the middle of the road? What am I going to do now? So with a challenge, we have two options. We either overcome it or we get stuck. And we never reach the end of the road. But thank God because he absolutely wants us to reach the other side. He absolutely wants us to fulfill his plan. He absolutely wants us to fulfill his purpose for us. Because that is how he is glorified. And he is going to be glorified in your life and in my life. Amen. So let's look at Jacob. And uh, I know there are so many things about him. But we can only concentrate on a few of them. So to give you a little bit of background, I can tell you that. God spoke to Jacob, okay? God spoke to him, and this is the important that I want you to remember. God gave him a plan, God gave him a purpose, and God gave him a promise. Even though Jacob didn't know him a lot, for God, that's not an obstacle. When he has a plan, he will reach out to you. And he has no limitations. Thank God for that. So God told Jacob, I will give you the land of your fathers. You and your descendants will be a blessing. 
and I won't leave you. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Actually, I have to leave you with the, I, you will be a blessing. You know, Willowdale, actually you are a blessing. Everywhere you go, every time one of you go, I mean, and visit other places or whatever, you are a blessing. You are bringing the blessing of the message of grace and you are putting it out over your families, over your country of origin, over your workplaces. You are a blessing. Amen. So God gives him those three things which are important. And Jacob decides to obey. He decides to obey. So he uh, leaves the house of their his parents, and then he goes, get married, gets a job, and then God says, okay, it's time now to become independent, and he obeys. He leaves uh, his brother-in-law place, and there he finds himself by himself. <laughs> he finds by himself. So he was moved from one place to the other. From being dependent, he moved to a place where he was independent. But there was still more. Can you say, there's still more? There's still more for your life and for my life, right? And so let's go to Genesis chapter 32, verse 1. And we're talking about entering a new place. We will face challenges, but God is with us. So let's read in verse 1. And it says, Jacob also went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, this is the camp of God. So he named that place Mahanaim. Mahanaim means two camps. I found that very interesting. Now, my first point today is, when you step into obedience, the supernatural surrounds you. When you decide to obey God in whatever he calls you to do, be aware, be affirmed, be assured the supernatural will surround you. In Jacob's case, he saw angels around and he was like, oh, wow, I am protected. It is the same with us. We need that. We need affirmation, don't we? And God gives us the affirmation we need. He gives us a sign. He sends us a word. Hey, don't you sometimes think, oh, I so wish the Holy Spirit would text me right now. <laughs> I so wish the Holy Spirit would send me a WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, because we need it. He created us that way. So this morning, I want to encourage you and tell you, if you are about to obey God in something, do it. The supernatural is with you. And this morning I said, we need the supernatural. We have access to the supernatural. And we can tap into the supernatural by the grace of God. Let's continue with Jacob. So he's affirmed. He saw that the supernatural is around him. And then... Verse 3 says, Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of 
Seir, mm -hmm. the territory of Edom. And then we need to stop because Jacob thinking, I'm packing now, I'm ready to go, and then he need to pause. I have to pass by the territory of Edom. That's my brother's territory, my older brother. And you would say, I know many of you know the story. And uh, as you know, he and his older brother didn't get along very well. Because Jacob, who was a little bit of a liar, I shouldn't be a little bit, he was a big liar. <laughs> and he deceived and he stole from his brother. But let's not forget about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture here is the plan of God. Can you say with me, the plan of God? God has a plan and a purpose. And listen. We are not perfect, but he's transforming us. He's transforming us. And it is only through experience that we are changed. We are changed and changed. And in these experience, experiences, we, we will face fear and fear and fear. You know, this week I found myself saying, Lord, I thought you had delivered me from all my fears. But no, there's another one again. And it happens because every time we are going to enter a new stage in life or a new phase in life, there will be things we have to face. Listen, face, not flee, face, face. And so Jacob fleed. He fleed. He didn't know what to do. It's like many of us. We flee, right? Sometimes we are just running, running, running because we don't know until the Lord shows up. Until he intervenes and he shows us what to do and he gives us the strategy. And so we go on and we have success. So that was the thing. He encountered this obstacle in order for him to go forward, he needed to face his older brother, the one who wanted to kill him. And so he sends a message. That's verse 3. Did we, re did we read verse 3? Yes. Let's read verse 4. He instructed them. This is what you are to say to my Lord, Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban and have remained there till now. Next. I have cattle and donkeys and sheep and goats, male, female servants. Now I am sending this message to my Lord that I may find favor in your eyes. I am very much like Jacob. Should I say I was? Remember in this church, we, ha we are being transformed and we are moving from one place to the other. We are coming to maturity. So, yes, I was like Jacob, used to send gifts, send gifts, send gifts to find favor. And that's what he did because it was the only thing he knew. So he tried to pacify his brother Maybe he tried to find forgiveness before he sees and faces him. Maybe, you know. But 
he's trying to find grace. He's trying to find favor. I don't know if you have had, I'm sure you have had these situations in life with people or with an older brother, meaning with someone that is like your authority or literally your older brother. And uh, there's stuff that happens and and you know, as the normal thing is that we are afraid of facing the circumstances of these people, right? And uh, let's go to verse 6, where it says, When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you, and 400 men are with him. What? 400 men? Oh my goodness, what kind of visit is that? What kind of visitation? What kind of reunion is that? 400 men coming with him? This is war. That's what, we, that's what he thought. And if you read carefully the story, which I encourage you to do, you will see that he started, I picture him. Let's picture him. He started to sweat. <laughs> there was sweat all over his face. Or everywhere there was sweat. And he's just thinking, what am I going to do? What should I do? So he's preparing this. A lot of gifts. A lot of them. A lot of them sending, sending the gift before him. And just uh, so worried about it, so worried about it. Verse 7 and 8 says, 7 and 8, please. Read with me. In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and herds and camels as well. Eight. He thought if Isa comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. So what was he thinking? He was thinking that he was going to be attacked, even killed, meaning I'm dead. This is the end. I am done. (laughs) But let's stop a little bit and think about and talk about fear and distress. Uh, Brothers and sisters, friends that visit us today, fear is real. We have to acknowledge that, yes, fear is something we learn. It is a feeling. But please, let us talk and say it is real. It's good to talk about it. Because when the enemy is exposed, we have the victory over him. Amen? And I know many of us, and what I'm sharing with you is actually what I've been through. And God gave wants to set set us free. He wants to set us free. And of course, because he wants us to bring us from this place to the other one. Okay? So fear and distress, meaning extreme anxiety. The guy was sweating. Picture it with me. He was like so worried, nervous. And uh, what is extreme anxiety? You tell me if you relate. It is the heart melts, the knees shake, and the stomach ache. Yes or no? <laughs> All of us been there, right? All of us, we've been there. <laughs> but I love it that God knows. I love it that he knows, and I love it that he wants to use us. 
I love it that he wants to move us from that place and set us free. I love it that Jesus wants to open the door and set us free from that fear. I love it even better that he wants to equip us so that we face it and not continue to flee. Because if we flee, wherever we go, we will still be fleeing. Yes? But thank God that's not our destiny. Thank God that's not our fate. So with that um, fear and distress, what did he do? And this is the point that I want to make. Jacob remembered what God had said. Let's look at it. Verses, yes. And uh, it says, Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, Go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. Say prosper. I will make you prosper. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me. And also the mothers with their children. So there are two things in there. He remembered what God had said. And I believe, and I'm only going to point at that strategy. I know there are many strategies to face fear, but... The one that the Lord was pointing to me was just remember what I said. Know what other people say. Meaning, there are great preachers out there. Pastor always is teaching us, right? You guys need to respect, and we do. But our main plan and the purpose of God is going to come directly from him. So we need to take the time to listen to him and receive from him his plan, just like Jacob, right? We need to receive directly from from him. So he remembered what God said. And God said, I will make you prosper. Another version says, I will do well to you. I will do good to you. And that's one of the things I love about being part of Willowdale. It's about the goodness of God. In every circumstance, we need to remember something is that God is good. He will never do harm to you. He, will, he would never bring you to a place to destroy you. Never. Because he's our father. And he's a good father. And a good father gives perfect gifts. And that's your father in heaven. And my father in heaven. So remember this, God is good. In any circumstance, because they gave a diagnosis, God is good. Because they say you cannot, God is good. Because you're going to die, God is good. And God said, what did God say? God said you will leave, for example. God said you are my treasure. God said I am your God. God said when you pass through the waters, they won't overwhelm you. God said when you walk by the fire, it will not harm you. 
God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. God said, I am your healer. God said, I am your God. God said, I am your husband. God said, I am your provider, protector, counselor, comforter. I am, he says, I am your God. I am your God. I am your God. I am your God. That's what he says. So we need to remember that. And we will be equipped with this driving force, which I believe is the Holy Spirit, to do, to face the challenge we have to face. But, but we need to remember who he is and what he has said. I was remembering when Jesus on the earth, every day... He would be threatened, right? And the religious people were all the time trying to find him, accuse him, trying to kill him. And one time he said, you know what? The prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. You know, you can take that word for you too, and you can say, you know what? I belong to Jesus, I belong to Christ. The enemy, you don't have a place in me. You don't have a hold on me, so get out. So get out. You have the authority. You have the knowledge. You have the understanding. Now, let's do it. Amen? Now, let's do it. Amen. So, uh, um, why... Would the obstacles show up? Why would the enemy bring obstacles and challenges? Sometimes it's the enemy, sometimes it's life. Anyways, but why would the obstacles show up? Because the devil wants us to retreat. The devil wants you to retreat. The devil wants you to go back. But we have declared we are not going back. We are not going back. We are not going back. So don't accept from anyone telling you that you will do wrong, that everything will go bad. Don't accept that. Because God says it will go well. I will do good to you. It will go well. Amen. So we need to be aware of that. And the other thing the Lord said was, I didn't bring you this far for you to go back. And so I'm sharing this with you. The Lord didn't bring you this far so that you go back. No. You are going forward and he's taking you by the hand and you guys, are the two of you going forward. Come on. You both of you are stepping on the water. Both of you, Jesus and you, are getting those feet moving and walking on the water. It's time to do it. Amen? It's time to do it. Yes. <laughs> so, I need to share an experience with you. And it is that um, a while ago, I was at home. We had a visitor. She was visiting us. I don't know if this is related to the visit or no. It doesn't matter. But that night, I was... Uh, sleeping, and suddenly I woke up. Listen, and as I woke up, I knew that the time had stopped. And I knew that something was trying to get into our home 
but he couldn't because of the mark of the blood of Jesus on the window. You know how before, see, before you and I would freak out. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, was trying to get inside of the house. What is it? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. This time it was like, oh, the mark of the blood is on the window. I go back to sleep. <laughs> the supernatural surrounds us, but the point here is, in the middle of fear, when we are about to face a challenge, look at the blood. When the enemy comes to attack you, look at the blood. When the enemy comes with his schemes and ideas and uh, attacks, look at the blood. Look at the cross. Look at Jesus. Just look at Jesus. Just look at Jesus. Look at the blood. Look at the blood. Because the blood sets us free. Because we were purchased and redeemed by the blood. We were bought back, remember? You were bought by a price, and that's the blood. So you belong to Christ. You belong to Christ. You belong to Jesus. Amen. So let's look at the blood. Let's look at the blood. Then following the story in verse 13, we can see that, yes, Jacob was out of fear, sending gifts and sending gifts because he's trying to pacify his brother in verse 13. Now, <clears throat> let's continue now on chapter 33. And this is my last two points. Yes, verse 1. Jacob looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two female servants. Now, I want you to help me with this and picture Jacob. Picture him, oh my goodness, in all this sweat. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness, my brother is coming with the 400. 400 people is coming with him. Maybe this is going to be a war. This is the end. I'm sure he thought, because in the scripture you can read, he knew, like, in him, he's like, he's going to attack me. And this reminded me that we somehow, in our human nature, are wired to think of the worst. How many times have you found thinking, this is, the worst is going to happen? The worst is going to happen. To give you a very simple example, um, the time is running out. <laughs> to give you a simple example, I was at home, and I received a text message, and I only see the name. So I see the name, and it says Brian. I ask his permission. So the name is Brian, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, Humberto. I'm sure Brian is not going to be able to set up the Fresh Start video. Oh, my goodness. And now I need to find someone. Else. And I had all this picture in my head. Guess what? I never saw the message after a few hours. After a few hours, I decide, right, decided overcoming this fear <laughs> that I have to find someone else to check on the message. When I opened the message, what Brian was saying was, Marlies, I got a job. I got hired. 
So Umberto said, that's to confirm your sermon, Marlies. <laughs> we are kind of wired in our human flesh to think of the worst. But thank you, Jesus, for changing our mindset. And I believe today is one of these moments where we can change our mindset by looking at the word. The word is the mirror. And uh, we are the same as Jacob, right? Limited sometimes, fears, facing challenges, but wanting to go forward. Wanting to fulfill the dreams of God. Wanting to obey and follow Jesus. That's us. So he's found in that moment and, uh, and the picture was totally different from what he had in his head. Let's look at the next verse. And as he's bowing down, I'm thinking, you know, he must be suffering because he doesn't know. When you don't know, you suffer. Yes or no? When you don't know, you tend to suffer. But this morning, may I encourage you to trust God in the middle of the mystery? When that... uh, Test, lab, examinations are done, and you don't know. Let's trust God. In the middle of the mystery, let's trust God. And we will be surprised. Because the picture we had in our heads may not match the plan of God. And what the plan of God was is verse 4. Can you read that with me? But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. And they wept. That is so sweet. I'm telling you, my heart was so touched and so moved. I said, this is the grace of God. I have seen that in my life. And that's how I can tell you it is not impossible. It is not impossible that God changes the heart of people, especially if they will help you to jump into the next level, especially if they will be there on the other side. God will use these people. So let's forget about the worst picture and let's think about the good picture. I want to leave you with a good picture in, in two verses. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, King James Version, please. And Proverbs 21, verse 1. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says God. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end, meaning to give you what you want. A while ago, Pastor Paul preached about that. God places desires and dreams in our hearts. Don't be afraid of your dreams and desires. They come from God. That's how he says, I will give you an expected end. Do you think Jacob didn't want to finally, you know, be at peace with his older brother? Of course, yes. God granted him that. I pray that God will grant you whatever you need this morning. I also plead the blood of Jesus over, over all of our houses, families, relatives, and over every circumstance, we plead the blood of Jesus. I don't know who your older brother is, meaning I don't know what is 
your circumstance that you're dealing with that is like a big stone on the road and holding you back. And so you think you're not free to be who you are. I don't know who that older brother is. But what I know, God is telling you today, I am preparing the way for you. Love makes a way. God is preparing the heart of your older brother. He's softening the heart so that you can face this challenge and go ahead and fulfill your dream and fulfill the vision God gave you because God is with you. Proverbs 21 verse 1 says, listen to this. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. I don't know who the king is in your life. But remember, even though Jacob was not very good, even though Jacob had these and that mistakes in his life, God was not stopped by that. God loved Jacob. Yes, he loved the liar. He loved the deceiver. He loved the thief. He does. But the important point is, by the blood of Jesus, this man became Israel. The father of the 12 tribes. And that's how you and I are sitting here today. Because this person who was so imperfect in our eyes was loved by God. And God used him mightily so that you and I now receive the blessing of God. Can we praise God for that? So these days when you are, when you know in your spirit that you're entering a new stage in life. These days when you know in the spirit God is preparing you for something bigger, something that you haven't walked through. Just remember, step into obedience. The supernatural will surround you. And uh, when the big challenge is in front of you, when the fear starts to affect everything in you, even physically, remember what God said. Remember what God said. Remember the blood. Remember the cross. Because that is effective. That is powerful. Nobody can beat that. And uh, remember also, we need to expect the best from God. Always expect the best from God, from your God, from your father, from your dad, from your Abba, your creator. He loves you so much. Listen, he gave his son for you. There's a scripture that says, I love you so much. You're so precious to me. You are a treasure that I will give men in exchange for you. So, Father, we take it. We take it. And we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for your love. And thank you that, yes, your plans are plans to prosper us. Your plans are of good. 
not of evil. Not of evil. And thank you, Father, for changing the hearts of the people we need to deal with. Thank you that the worst is not going to happen. It's the opposite. You will be glorified. We only need to trust you. So we trust you, Jesus. Right now, we place this older brother or 400 men in your hands. And we thank you that you are already setting the change in place. In Jesus' name, amen.